We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It ended saying, the police confiscated the... uh, Confiscated? Confiscated, God fucking kill me. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Don't Tell Mom. My name is Hannah Dickinson. I'm here with Skylar Corby. What's up? Hello. So, uh, big review on the board this week. Yeah. (laughs) So popular. And learned a lot at the same time. (laughs) I appreciate it, I guess. Yeah. But it's just funny because you can't see a podcast. So you're like, oh, I wanted to have sex with her. And then I heard her voice for an hour and I was like, I'm good. Yeah, that must mean he really likes your personality, (laughs) which is nice. No, if he does want to have sex. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're being sarcastic. My bad. Um, (laughs) But I did appreciate the review nonetheless. Yeah. See, it doesn't take much. Like to have a thinly veiled insult in there, but to still give five stars, we're clearly psyched. So I was like, I'm a little upset. There was a part of my ego that was like, oof, this guy that I don't know, I have no idea what he looks like. I know nothing about this man. He does not want to have sex with me. And for some reason, that hurt my feelings a little bit. I mean, yeah. You know, the fact that I checked the reviews anyway is just all ego. But anyway, yeah. So keep leaving reviews. You can say... uh, Really whatever you want. Really whatever you want, as long as it's five stars. Like, I thought that was pretty clever. Yeah. So I went out Friday night. I didn't drink obviously um but I feel like I should clarify because I have been on and off the wagon since I was 23 I'm the girl who cried white claw I just can't you're never it's never sure you know you're never sure but uh I did go out and I realized it is hard to go out when every I guess I met up with a group that was like had been drinking a lot before yeah that's rough these group of girls I'm friends with they're great um there's one girl in the group though that I didn't know and she was really nice at first, um, but we were at employees only. Mm-hmm. It's a really small bar. And we were sitting at a table and they had chairs where people were standing. And this guy was clearly just like hated his job, has worked there for years and was so annoyed they were putting chairs like in a walkway. Yeah. So he was like moving the chairs and just aggressively being like, get up, get up, get up, grabbing the chair out. And this girl was so drunk and he was uh, Hispanic and she goes, Senor! Oh, no. And my friend, we look at each other and we were like, we got to get the fuck out of yeah, here. That's, and the night's over. We're out. We're out. We're out. <laughs> and then I was curious. I was like, maybe she knows Spanish. Maybe she was going to finish that up. But you don't say, uh, senor. <laughs> yeah. A girl that sounds like that probably isn't finishing that up in fluent Spanish. <laughs> yeah. Like, obviously, he ignored her because he's like, yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Literally, fuck you. But I was kind of hoping he'd be like, yes. And she would have to be like, 
Um, me gusta <laughs> la bicicleta. <laughs> you know, just like, like I don't think she knows Spanish. So definitely not. No. So if he, ha- if she had gotten her attention with Senor, how would she have finished that? I mean, you would either have to like pretend you just spoke Spanish and you were just like, oh, no comprende. (laughs) Or she probably should have left before anybody else did. You don't need to be there anymore. I mean, I understood why he ignored her, but I was really hoping he'd be like, yep, let's hear it. Yes. What would you like, ma'am? It was tough because I was sober, too. So I was like, I'm not going to like say anything because you can't really argue with drunk people. There's No. no rational thing being like, hey, that's like. Very racist. Yeah, really <laughs> not okay on a lot of levels. We're, and yeah, it's not going to be a rational conversation at all. You're just going to be saying that. They're like, listen, you don't even know me. Exactly. And you're like, all right, cool. Well, I don't want to. I'm going to go. And I'm going to remember this tomorrow. Yeah, my coworker texted me today. This happened on Friday night. And she just texted me, senor, with the, <laughs> <laughs> with the slam effect. That's <laughs> that was even better. <laughs> it's shit like that where you're like, ugh. I think the tough thing, because like obviously being sober is a completely different thing, even just from like going out and being a DD that night or being like, I'm not drinking tonight, but I'll hang out with you guys. I've never been that person. I I was never that person. I have. I've been the person that's either been that person by choice. It's worse when it's not by choice, when you just show up late and everyone else has been drinking, because then you're like, number one, now I have to quote unquote catch up with you guys. But I also see what everyone's like. And that was always my thing whenever I would see friends like that. I'm like, fuck, is this all of us? And and was I just not aware of it because I was also drunk? Or is this a very specific like situation? Because I feel like even drunk, if a friend were to pull something like that, a big, hey, no, no, no. Yeah, if I knew the girl, yeah, I would have said friend's something, friends, but I just way like, different. didn't know her and she was so aggressive as a human. I was like, yeah, I'm going to go home to my dog that doesn't speak at all. Yeah. I think that's the safest, that's the safest, the safest play thing. here. We can really safely assume right now that Miley is definitely not racist. So. <laughs> Anyone who's ever said my dog is racist is racist. Yeah, always. So, um, you know, last weekend I had no plans. This weekend I actually had a lot of plans. Picked it up. Nice. Yeah. I went on a date on Friday. I went on a lunch date. Oh, how was that? Actually, it was a very good date. There we go. He was leaving for London in like three hours. Because you know how last week I was like, these fucking guys are just, just want to chit chat and all this shit. Um, That's kind of swinging the pendulum the opposite way though, where it's like, wow, you were really cramming this in at the last minute. But I think because he was one of those guys that was like pussyfooting around. Yeah. He was like, sorry, I'd been out of town. And immediately I felt kind of guilty. I was like, oh, I forgot people just like are busy. (laughs) There's that. Because then I talked to my coworker. I went to my old coworker. I went to dinner with her and she was like, I just feel like no guys are in the city because she felt that way too. Mm -hmm. She was like, I keep getting stuck in these chit chat loops. And I'm like, I know it's really annoying. She's like, I just don't think people are here that often. Yeah. So I feel like maybe offices are going back. So people are trying to get their last minute vacays in. Yeah. It's also just summer ending. Like summer technically, I think in all of our minds ends in August, but it really ends in September because... Yeah, it's still hot out, you know. And if you are rich and have anything in the Hamptons, you're like, well, I might as well take advantage. Yeah, exactly. Might as well soak up this last month. But no, no, it was a good date. And then like, uh, I I also felt anxious Friday night because I was like, it was a good date, which makes me nervous. I have such bad anxiety that my brain jumps to like, oh, I went on a good date. Now I'm gonna have to have a C-section with our baby because (laughs) I have herpes. You know, it's just like I jump from like, I jump 40 years every time. Yeah. You know, I might not hear from him because he might go to London, whatever, and 
get busy, whatever. Or if it does, if I do see him again, then I have to, I haven't had to tell someone seriously I have herpes. And like, mm-hmm. I know I've talked about on this podcast, like, how do you tell someone? But now I'm kind of nervous again. Cause I haven't had to tell someone since like my ex-boyfriend and he didn't care. Yeah. But I had to like go back to my rehab binder and be like, be excited by the fact that I had a good date. So that means it's possible to have a good date. Yeah. As opposed to putting it on the person. Right. A good date is still a real thing that happens. Just my brain works so anxiously where I'm like, yeah. oh, what's next? What's next? What's next? Yeah. I can't live and just like, okay, that was great. This is the moment now. Yeah. I just, I cannot do that. And I have to check myself. No, I think that's tough for everybody. Everybody gets to the point where they're like, okay, I've had so many shitty dates that when a good one comes along, you're like, okay, I either missed something and this still sucked, which... I think a lot of people do. They're like, well, I'm so used to them being bad. So there's had to be, there had to be something bad with this. It's like, no, like sometimes they go really well. And then you just kind of have to be like, all right, let's take it to the next date. And then a third one, like you can only do it in that amount of time. Yeah, but it does stress me out. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, I want to go. I hate these shitty dates. And then when you go on a good one, you're like, oh, this is a whole other set of anxiety that I just like haven't had to think about. Wasn't ready for. Have you heard from him since Friday? Um, well, he bought lunch. I was like, would you like to split? You know, that's always like the, you know, was this good? I don't know. And then he was like, no, no, I got it. So I just like followed up and was like, thanks for lunch. And it was like a very short exchange. But no, I haven't. But I also think he's in London. Yeah, he's in London. Like it's, I think when you're dealing with a time difference, when you've only been on one date with someone, you're like, this is a lot. Yeah. So I wouldn't expect to hear from him, but... You know, I've I've been very confident on this podcast about having herpes and uh, I started to get nervous about it again. Yeah. I mean, it's that I feel like that's just always going to be a thing. It's always going to come up until it doesn't have to anymore. But that's the thing that sucks about herpes is if you don't have it, you just don't want it. (laughs) (laughs) No one wants herpes, you know? Not really. No. (laughs) To be perfectly honest. It's not on my list. And obviously, I'm not going to tell him on the second day. You know, I'm going to wait for this one. Yeah. Unless he's listening to this podcast, then surprise. Hello. (laughs) I'm kidding. I don't have it. I don't have it currently. Anyway, I'm wondering if I should make a pamphlet. I think that'd be a good idea. Here's the real herpes. I dated a guy for three months. We didn't use condoms. He never got it. I don't want to get too wordy here. But how about you go home, read the pamphlet, let me know. You know, it's like my experience. You can list references (laughs) just on the back panel and be like, here, if you need someone to talk to, here are some great guys that had a wonderful experience with me as far as I'm concerned. And uh, feel free to give them a chat. Let's see what they say. Yeah, I don't know how many references I could get on the board with that one, but I could uh, I could like call in some favors from some friends. Yeah, (laughs) I make Ryan your boyfriend. (laughs) He's super salesy, so he would love it. He could could make it sound like the best experience he's ever had, even if he did get it. And you know how like on all those pamphlets, it's like old people dancing, you know? We'll have you frolicking through a field. Yeah, exactly. Uh, We have to have you in like a bathtub in the middle of nowhere. Uh, Maybe I'm like running track. Yes. Maybe in like an adult ballet class. I feel like they're always trying to show like, look, you can still try something new. Maybe I'm in a hot tub with other people to be like, you can't just get it by getting in a hot tub yeah, with someone. Yeah, that's actually a great point. Show that you can own a dog with it. I'm just snorting a line of Valtrex <laughs> in, a, in one of the photos. <laughs> Laminate it. I should just have them up on my bedside table in a little like... In a little pamphlet holder thing. Big, oh, take one. What to know. What are symptoms? Prevention techniques. Herpes, Hannah, and you. <laughs>
fucking pamphlet. I'm just going to make a commercial. Just make a PowerPoint presentation. And after you're done hooking up with someone, big now, if you could please sit here for the next three minutes, I have something to show you. And then like have a projector screen come down from the ceiling. Just make it a whole thing. I leave the room and then turn on some music and come on in. (laughs) (laughs) I like high five him when I get into the room. I'm like, how are you feeling tonight? Itchy? (laughs) (laughs) Not me, because I take Valtrex daily. And you can too. <laughs> but you don't have to because it's actually not that contagious if you're careful. Um, I love this. These are all options. These are, th- that should be my Patreon. I can make pamphlets for people who have herpes. Yeah. <laughs> Get it on Etsy. Be like, this is a digital download. I will be customizing each one to you, but the download itself is like $7. I should, I should uh, email my gyno for the photos. Anyway, um, Oh, my God. So the article you sent me of the mother and daughter. I love it. I also feel like we talk about people who die a lot on this podcast, which might be taboo. But um, so it's actually a very sad story in a lot of ways. Yeah, it's this mother daughter in L.A. They lived in Encino, the valley, which is like where a lot of porno movies are filmed right. or where I took my acting classes <laughs> and did stand up. Same but different. Yeah, I just made less money. But this mother-daughter, they set up a cosmetic surgery practice. I feel like that's the wrong word. Yeah, they basically just put a table in their basement and were putting butt implants in people. Mm-hmm. And one girl who is an aspiring porn star. I'm not really sure how you can be an aspiring porn star. I feel like you just got to do it, right? Yeah, you're either in or you're out. They should have just said porn star. You know, she's no longer aspiring. No. (laughs) That journey has ended, unfortunately. I think it was also nice. Some other article like lists her as like an influencer or something of that nature. And you're like, all right, I can read between the lines here. Like, Like they keep showing her pictures. I'm like, we see what this is, but... An influencer was a very nice way of putting it. I'm like, I'm sure she does influence people to jack off. <laughs> yeah, she she influences a lot of men in their hands. Um, but this aspire, this porn star, let's give her some cred. Yeah. This porn star, um, I haven't seen any of her films, but uh, she went in to this mother-daughter practice who call themselves specialists, and she went in for butt lifts or butt plants or something. I don't know. And on the third one, she died. But during her procedure, is what they were calling it. I'm like, how is it a procedure? She was literally on a poker table and filming the whole thing. Mm-hmm. It was really sad. They were like, here's her video of the procedure. And she's videoing, she's making a Snapchat of the procedure. And she has like a kitty filter on. Mm-hmm. And she died after that procedure. And like, I didn't quite understand how they were doing it because it made it. They said that they were using chemicals, cosmetic surgery chemicals in conjunction with chemicals that should not be in someone's body. But then they also have a table of all the evidence and like a photo of all of that. And there were actual butt implant like pads. So I don't understand. I'm like, were they just injecting her butt? Were they actually shoving something up in there? Like, yeah, I have no idea. How I mean, obviously it wasn't being done in a medically sound way. So I'm sure there should be a lot of questions. But yeah, like it's just a mother daughter who were like they watched one YouTube video and they were like, we're going to give people butt implants. And they bought. Yeah, they bought like padded butt underwear. So it's very unclear if they were injecting it or if they were putting the implants 
inside the skin. I'm not really sure how they were doing it. But did you notice on the evidence table there were two guns? Yep. What the fuck? There were two handguns. They're like, here's what we confiscated from their procedure room. And they're just two handguns. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, we're not mentioning this? Yeah. And not addressed. No. No, not Not talked about at all. No one said like, oh, also like some illegal whatever and some paraphernalia. No, it was just like. This was their room. I'm like, so was it like if you wanted to go down a size, they put the gun to their head. You're like, no. Yeah. Or do you like shoot their butt and it deflates? I mean, that would be one tactic. I I mean, no part of it was done well. Like they said that they called 911, I guess, when she started to die. But then as soon as the paramedics showed up, they both like raced out of the house and escaped. It sounds like they did it correctly because they knew they fucked up. Yeah. I mean... I'm not trying to victim blame the girl who went in, but if you look at the mug shots of the mother daughter, you don't want, I would just look at the mother and be like, you know what? No. And you know what it was? I read it was uh, $14,000 for three sessions. That sounds like a lot of money. Yes. See, that's why I want to know like what they were doing because I'm like, you get a boob job, you're in and out. And then I think you go and get a checkup afterwards, but it's not like you're going in for multiple sessions to make those things bigger. And I feel like a butt implant would be similar so, like, why the three sessions? What did that entail? I And they also, like, the cops were saying that they've done this to, mul- like, they're asking multiple people to come forward because they know they have tons of other what they're calling victims, which is probably true. So they've done it to multiple other people. I'm like, you guys are making bank. But, yeah, you see their mug shots and you're like, those are the women that you can tell do, like, a Tijuana trip and go get lip fillers and then they look like Big Ange. Yeah, the daughter looked like, you know, that meme where it's like, this is what Pinterest showed me and these were my cookies. Yeah. The daughter looks like the DIY cookies to the Pinterest Kylie Jenner. Yes. I mean, she looked like an Encino Kylie Jenner. <laughs> yeah, she looked exactly. She could play Kylie Jenner in a porn. Yeah, I feel bad for this woman. Obviously, you don't want someone to die doing anything. You feel bad for her that she felt she needed to get butt implants. That's a whole other thing. But it is also just like you walked in and saw this setup. You're like, seems legit. You know, I got to say as an act, as a former aspiring actor in L.A., I went to a lot of auditions where I'd pull up and it'd be like a house. And I'd be like, this probably isn't safe, but. Got to do what you got to do. <laughs> you're just pep talking yourself. You're like, it's called paying dues, Hannah. Just yeah, like, get exactly. In there. I was get like, into that living room slash dining room. <laughs> yeah, exactly. With an open floor plan. Yeah. Get into that guy's bedroom and take your top off. <laughs> You know, they have business cards. (laughs) And that was my first year out of college, like trying to be an actor was like doing these sketchy like online castings by myself and like rolling up to like a cul-de-sac with a house and being like, I don't know if I should go in. Well, what else do I have to do on this Tuesday afternoon? One time I showed up to a Radio Shack and there was a guy. He looked like the friend in Napoleon Dynamite. Pedro? No, maybe he just looked like Napoleon. He had really a really small face and really big glasses. Oh, okay. Anyway, he just looked like a pedophile. And he had a camcorder out of the 90s. I, I can't explain it, but... I mean, you were at a radio shack. Oh, yeah. Literally, maybe it was a guitar center. It was one of the two. And <laughs> he has this camcorder. And he it was supposed to be like, you'll read when you get there. And I, forget, I thought it was for a commercial. And it was a butterfly poem. So I'm like, what's the product here? He's like, don't worry about it. And I was like, okay. So I read the butterfly poem. And he goes, can you just read it like a lot faster? And like, you're excited about it. And so I did. And yes. <laughs> I 
left that guitar center being like, I don't think I did it that well. Like, <laughs> I could have nailed it better. You crush it. It's just like, come on, Hannah. <laughs> yeah, I was like hard on myself after that. I was like, oh, I need to get back into acting class. <laughs> um, but so what I'm saying is like, as someone who fell for it, because she moved here from South Africa. Yeah. She moved. So she's probably just like, this is L.A. This is how it works. This is the biz, baby. <laughs> you know, maybe it worked for other people. Maybe other people just didn't die. I mean, I'm sure they didn't die. I'm not sure they're feeling great. Like, yeah, I don't know. But what who is these days? Right. Sitting down is rough for all of us. But yeah. like, can't imagine having a butt implant that's not supposed to be there and definitely wasn't put in correctly. And like just living with that. Yeah. It, it just can't be comfortable. I mean, yeah. So... <clears throat> it's really sad she died but also I find it so interesting that so she I not I don't want to say funny but just imagining so the evidence they have is that Snapchat video of them doing the procedure yeah and they have to go to court now you know because they're being charged with murder right and they're gonna have to like play that video in court yeah <laughs> with the girl like with a filter being like what's up it's like if you see uh over the mouse ear they're injecting her butt and this is how they murdered her wait so um i didn't read the article where they said she was going down so she died on the table oh i don't i think so i think it was basically like she something started happening to her and they called 911 it was either that or like it's not like she went home and passed away like i think she was there in the house still because it basically said like as soon as the paramedics or cops showed up they ran out i'm assuming paramedics because cops wouldn't have left wouldn't have let them get that far that's the thing that's they're probably like i wonder if someone died when they got home because if she had died when she got home no one would probably know how she died They'd yeah i'd be like i don't i don't know what happened yeah because you could chalk that up to like oh random heart attack or yeah whatever so yeah like which is even scarier because it's like so whatever you were doing was really bad for it to impact you that quickly i don't know i mean obviously the whole thing is fucking horrible but it's just sad that we are that's where we're at yeah also, she's, like, videotaping her procedure. It's, like, whatever happened to, like, being coy about your procedure? Yeah. Everyone's, like, all celebrities have had work done. It's, like, yeah, why are they going to talk about it? But now we have to talk about it? It's, like, yeah. what's the point of getting it done? Yeah. There's a little bit of mystery surrounding my life and what I do. There's so much stuff that I'm sure we don't know about that is just, like, normal and fine. You would probably know better than I would. Well, my friend, she got, like, uh, filler and uh, she showed me photos of before and after. And I, I didn't really notice when I saw her, but I, that's the thing with filler. When they show me before and after, I'm like, oh, you stare at yourself in the mirror. So this bothered you a lot. Yeah. So I think filler is for themselves. You know, yeah. like I've never, I've never noticed filler unless it's like a lot. Right. And I think that's the bad thing. Like you don't want to notice filler. Yeah, exactly. Like you want to get a little bit of something and just be like, oh, like she grew up or maybe she lost weight and now this is her bone structure. Like, Whenever I see someone's face change, I'm naive enough to think, like, that's what happened. But I'm not so naive to be like, but I know what some people are doing. Because you see, like, I think I've talked about her on here. The girl that I went to college with that looks fucking crazy. And she's just gotten so much filler. She was a super hot girl that has just done way too much to her face. Anytime her picture pops up, it's like, okay, that's either a ridiculous filter or it's filler or it's both. And you just look heinous and I did not know you felt that badly about yourself well that's the thing I think these I think it's a little crazy to be like snapchat filters are bad for your mental health 
it's like at some point you have to take responsibility and it's like don't use them but i gotta say sometimes with some of the filler ones i'm like i look pretty fucking good yeah. and i bet these girls go into these fucking places and are like i want to look like this and they're like okay buckle up buddy we're gonna inject your fucking face yeah with like, everything with everything i don't know i do think those filters are toxic when snapchat had the skinny filter i gained 15 pounds without knowing it because i was always using that fucking skinny filter there you go yeah my pants got so tight i'm like but i'm skinny <laughs> what the fuck where'd this come from <gasps> yeah but anyway i guess oh so my friend who got the filler she showed me the before and after and she said that the uh woman who gave it to her was like if you post this on your social media i'll give you 10 percent off and she was like I would rather go into debt than post on social media. And I was like, I did this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I agree with her. Um, But maybe that girl, what I'm saying is maybe that girl posted that thing because she got a percentage off. Yeah, I'm sure there was some kind of discount. But even so, like if you post this video, we'll give you Cheez-Its out of our pantry. (laughs) They expired in 2019, but they're still probably good. We have a half liter of Diet Coke. That's all yours. (laughs) Do you like Sunny D? Yeah, it's like, what's the waiting room? Oh, it's just like an Ikea couch with like <laughs> random home goods pillows all over. And then like their family portraits everywhere. Yeah, from 20 years ago. So you get to see the original faces. You're like, oh, okay, this is what you can do. They're like, see, this was our family before we realized. These are real faces. Yeah. But I wonder if they'll get charged with murder because it's like, I, I mean, I, yeah, they will because you have to have a practice. But if they didn't lie... I think it's going to just become a medical licensing issue over anything else. It's just going to be the fact that they're not specialists in anything. Yeah. Which I do want to know. I'm like, how do you learn how to do it? Because that's the scary part. I'm like, that means there is a video out there on YouTube. Like, here's the how to. It's 15 minutes long. That's why they shouldn't put that shit on the Internet. No. You know who should also go to jail is the fucking doctor who put it on the Internet. Yeah. Why are you putting a procedure on the Internet? That's so unnecessary. And gross. Yeah. We'll see who else comes forward, too. I think that'll be the interesting part. If anyone else is like, hey, yeah, they fucked up my life, too. The only difficult thing would be it's like if you don't have anything medically wrong with you, but you just look like pure trash. What's the line there? Like, will a judge be like, you're healthy. You look fucking horrible. But yeah, you what's are that doing charge? Okay. <laughs> is that just like negligence or is that like a charge on you where you're like really poor judgment? Maybe murder attempt of murder, murder attempts. Yeah, but I, if they're not trying to, I don't know. I don't know. Murdering their reputation. <laughs> now, yeah. Murdering their respect from their peers. That's gone. Yeah. When I read the article, it's so funny. I remember that I need to get Botox, so I signed up to go to Peachy when I read the article. Right. When you sent it to me, I was like, oh, I need Botox. <laughs> oh, that's right. But I'm like, you know what? If they don't have an app, actually, this one doesn't have If they don't have a web, mm, actually, it's very easy to make a website. Yeah. Squarespace. If you're not wearing scrubs, get out of here. There it is. I mean, truly, at one doctor I went to in L.A., I show up. My mom booked it for me because I was like right out of college. I didn't know how doctors worked. It was a weird space. Like Mm -hmm. it didn't feel like a doctor's office. And I roll up and the nurse is wearing jeans Mm -hmm. and flip flops. And she's like trying to take my blood and she's like sticking the needle in. She's like, "Ah, it's really hard to get your vein. I'm like, is it or are you wearing flip flops? Like, show me your nurse's degree. Yeah, Did they just get you off of Craigslist like yesterday? Literally. So I'm like, I'm just like not surprised this happened. I mean, at least this was through insurance. But like, I didn't know how I left. And I was like, that was the sketchiest fucking thing I've ever. But I still let her. I was like, keep. She tried like eight times and I was like, yeah, for you. Yeah. I'm like, you know better than I do, but I probably could have done it myself. I was going to say, does she? But she had to call another nurse in to like Mm. do it. Anyway, my point is 
Don't get butt implants. Yeah. Final thought. Also, kind of in the same vein, I guess, but that uh, kid in Ohio that got stabbed at the the haunted house. Yeah. So in Ohio, they're already doing haunted houses. And I'm like, isn't it a little early to be doing haunted houses? Like, why are you doing a haunted house in September? Yeah. Like, you've still got a full week almost i guess that's ohio they're like fuck it what else do we yeah, we've do? got nothing else to do let's just rush this year along it's probably like a year-long thing yeah um so there was a haunted house and this ohio actor which is like that's already i know that was very generous of them to call him an actor well it's also just like oh an ohio actor you mean a crazy person yeah, you like- mean a person with a part-time job like come on Honestly, he's more of an actor than I am, <laughs> if we're getting real. But uh, so this Ohio actor uh, brought a knife to the haunted house. Not in a malicious way. Like he wasn't trying to go into this to like kill people. He's just like, oh, this will be fun and make it like give it an element of reality or something. Like I don't think he was doing it to like hurt anyone. He's just a fucking moron. Yeah. Like, who does that? <laughs> and he stabbed. He meant to stab the ground, which I'm like, how is that scary? Yeah. And he stabbed an 11-year-old in the foot. My favorite part about that article was that it was like the 11-year-old was determined to finish the house. Yeah. The 11-year-old was like didn't reject medical care but like got a little bit of it probably just to like get a band-aid or something and then he's like no no I gotta get through the whole thing yeah and also his mom it was like his mom was called and it's like brother his Where mom she? 11 years old just dropped it, this kid off at a haunted house yeah who else was he with there were a lot of details missing that I'm like Ohio get it together the whole story was insane and then it ended saying the police convinced confiscated the uh, confisc- confiscated confisc- yeah. god fucking kill me confiscated the knife and are going to investigate the situation, but will return it once the investigation is over. And I'm like, okay, what's the investigation here? He stabbed the kid in the foot. He admitted to it. So you're going to give this person back a knife? Yeah. And it also said they're like prop knives had been supplied by the haunted house. So for whatever reason, he's just like, that's not good enough. I've never fucking liked haunted house. No. I When I was a kid, I was like, uh, I lived in New Orleans and... Uh, I remember my family would always go when we went I would never go in Mm -hmm. so I would always be stay with the snack line people so I would like help at the snack bar instead of going to the haunted house because I'm like I don't want to fucking go in a haunted house I don't like scary things I I don't like pop out scary and that's what haunted houses are it's just like every turn it's something jumping out at you and I don't like that kind of horror I know I have such bad anxiety I live my life like every yes. every life rest- is a haunted house <laughs> yeah literally every restaurant is a haunted house every fucking every house party is a haunted house yeah. you put me in a group of three people it's a haunted house to me so I'm not trying to go to a place where You're like have me miss a call by my bank trust me I'm mortified <laughs> yeah exactly and I also don't trust these actors which is clearly to- <laughs> this is the point a person who's willing to give up their nights and weekends to work a haunted house is not mentally well. No. So I don't want them popping out at me with these fake weapons. And this is my nightmare. I was always like, what if one of them's real? Yeah. That was always my fucking nightmare. Yeah, and guess what, what happened? Someone pulled a switcheroo. Because there's always the rule that it's like, oh, well, they're not allowed to touch you. But it's like, this guy technically wasn't trying to, but got too fucking close. I'm like, I need to know that everyone working here not only respects that rule, like, give me my distance. But has some common sense. Like, why would stabbing the ground, like you said, like, why does that make sense? But why would that be better than anything else? Like, scream in my face. Why do you need a prop? They always touch you, too. Yeah. 
that's the and that's the main reason I won't go because that's the rule that I'm like you're gonna break it and I don't like that that rule even needs to be in place because I feel like it should be implied like of course you're not going to fucking touch me I think there's too much room for error obviously but I've always had it in my head I'm like going to like a haunted corn maze or something like that I'm like who's to say that all of them are actors like luckily this guy was an actor and he's just stupid but like what if it was an actual psychopath that was inside your haunted house like, I know that sounds like a horror movie thing, but that would be really easy to pull off. You just sign up on Craigslist. Yes. I'm literally shocked it's not um, happening more. I mean, maybe they do background checks. I don't know. You'd have to. The other, like, the thing is, he's going to get off so easy because then it's like, well, you don't even learn your lesson because of this stupid 11-year-old, too. It's like, no, I got to make it through the rest of it. It's like, no one cares. No one's yeah. impressed by you. What are you doing? Yeah. Like, why? I mean, I'm not going to shit on an 11-year-old, I guess. But- I will. Get it together. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you, kid. Find something else to do in September, number one. Like, at least wait a month to go to a haunted house. That's what it's for. It's a Halloween activity. You know, actually, hearing the story, this kid might have put his foot out now that we're talking. Yeah. He might have stabbed it himself. He was like, I'm going to be a hero here. Yeah. The determined to finish thing, it, had he been 16, he might have been smart enough to really play up the hurt and mm-hmm. sued the haunted house company for the entire $11 it was worth, yeah. you know? <laughs> like, that's where he could have really sued, but the fact that he hobbled his way through, it must have not been that deep then. Yeah. I mean, I've never stabbed someone, so I don't know what the resistance feels like, but I feel like if you're anticipating ground, I feel like you'd have to go at it pretty hard. So it also depends on what shoes he was wearing. If he was wearing like skater shoes, like everyone wore in middle school, that might not have gone through. <laughs> Those Etsy. Wait, what are they? Etnies. Etnies. If he was wearing Etnies, which let's all be honest, that's probably exactly what he was wearing. Yeah. Etnies are bulletproof vests for the feet. Yeah. They're just like at least six inches of padding all around. And then on, on a platform, you look like you're wearing slippers and or an alien but it saved his life or at least his toe he's like it actually helped because now my feet can breathe a little bit (laughs) honestly they're a little stifled in there (laughs) they're not as sweaty anymore so thank you do you mind doing the other foot yeah so either that or he just lost a toe which i don't know which one of those you don't really need or like the tip of a toe which whatever the thing is that kid gets to go to school on monday and tell this ridiculous story and it's middle school so everyone will love it yeah this kid's like i'm kind of famous so well that's what he's going to be known at for for the rest of his like educational career before he goes to college well you know i auditioned for hannah montana in sixth grade Hmm. and that was kind of my rep until i would argue like five years ago uh when i went to that wedding and everyone thought i was a lesbian that was my new rep but hannah montana man always reinventing yourself like miley cyrus just always changing you had the heart it just, it wasn't your day. That's okay. Yeah. There was a girl but. that I went to middle school with that was on 7th Heaven, and that's all she was known for. Oh, my brother n- talked about her. Yeah. She was on one episode of 7th Heaven. And that's and I think she called somebody Monkey Boy, which, <laughs> not fly today. Uh, and, but yeah, she was like famous around. I don't know what she does now. I don't think it's acting. We could probably Google her. You know, she still has more credits than I do. I was going to say, if she wants to, if she's listening and wants to be a guest... Yeah, we should call her up. Like, hey, do you want to be a guest? We really need A-listers on this thing. She's like Deloitte now, and she's like, all right. (laughs) What was it like being around Jessica Biel then? That's really the only person's name I can remember from that show right now. What does Jessica Biel even do now? She 
ignores that Justin Timberlake cheats on her on a regular basis. Oh, Jessica Biel. I'm thinking of, I don't even know who I'm thinking of. I was thinking of the girl from 10 Things I Hate About You. Oh, Jennifer Love Hewitt? No. Oh. The, the blonde. Julia Stiles. Julia Stiles. I don't know why that. I actually saw Jessica Biel when I was in college. That was my first celeb sighting in mm. LA. And she was so thin. Really? So fucking thin. See, I feel like she's known for being like really athletic and stuff, but I guess that's like LA athletic. But this was also 10 years ago, so maybe she like bulked up. I Maybe you- that was when she and Justin Timberlake had been dating and then he broke up with her to go back to Cameron Diaz and then he came back to Jessica Biel and wrote Mirror. That would almost check out time-wise. I didn't realize he wrote Mirror. About Jessica Biel. Um, it's my theory. I've had it, like Ryan has disproved it to me before. He's like, that's not what that song's about at all. Like, here's the lyric thing like you know there's websites that tell you what he printed them out and highlighted (laughs) them (laughs) like if he wants to prove me wrong he does it full throttle but he mentions in the song like I left and came back or something like that I don't remember I can't indulge Justin Timberlake with my fanship anymore but I'm pretty sure that's what it was about because they did break up for a little bit before they got back together and then got engaged that song takes on a whole new meaning exactly that makes me think of college graduation me and my roommate listened to that song on repeat for like like, because you were sad or just... Yeah, we were sad it was over. I knew I was going to... I broke up with my boyfriend. Regretting that decision. I still regret it, man. I, I don't. I just... Uh, again, he... When we broke up, he... Eight years ago, um, <laughs> he said, no one will ever love you like I will. And I was like, yeah, right. Yeah, he's right. It. <laughs> uh, anyway, we don't... Actually, that's not true. Miley's here. Miley loves that's, you more than anyone. That's true, but I did have to get her butthole shaved today, so she, she loves you slightly less. Less, yes. Yeah. Well, yeah, she had to get her butthole shaved because if this is disgusting, but when poop dries on the butthole, it mats it out and it gets stuck. It makes them constipated. So they had to shave her butthole. I heard her screaming the whole time. I was like, mm. honestly, I hate when I get my Brazilian, so I get it. Yeah. Like I get anxiety before, so I felt bad for her, but I was like, look, you're not gonna have a poopy butthole. No, this is called being a girl. Welcome to womanhood, Dive bitch. In, baby. <laughs> uh, I don't know how to like casually transition, but who cares? Um, yeah, I did have plans this weekend, but I was like, uh, my favorite thing to do, favorite activity, is walk, like looking around and seeing who's on a first date. I love just like sussing that out. I love that. Too. That's my favorite thing, and I used to do that on first dates. Like, if even if it was going well, it really didn't matter. I was just like, okay, are we doing better than other people here? Are we having more fun than them? And obviously the answer was no if we were resorting to this game. But it was a very good way to build like camaraderie with the person because you're like, okay, you're going to see my sense of humor and then I'm a little bit of a bitch. You should probably figure that out sooner rather than later. Let's judge others. So there's this whole thing with Harry and Meghan where they were out and some girl was like stalking and spying on them basically, like just casually. Um, but was saying that Megan is like totally taking over the conversation and Harry's just sitting there bored like on his phone while they were with other people. I know it was it was like a New York Post article, which I just again, I can't get enough in New York Post. Yeah. I just love their gossip. So, yeah, I was saying that <laughs> there was a spy. Yeah, I love that they called her or him a spy. Yeah, they said that they had a spy watching Meghan Markle and Harry with another couple. And Meghan Markle w- was so annoying and talking up the whole conversation. I'm like, who is this spy? Yeah. Who is this spy with, too? That, like, I mean, obviously, when you need something to, like, foster your own conversation, you resort to this. Yeah, but, like, does this person, I imagine it's a girl. I Maybe that's sexist. But 
does this spy do they refer to themselves as a spy like when people are like what do you do and she's like i'm a spy and they're like for the cia she's like nah no. new york post close <laughs> yeah how much money do you make a year uh i don't i actually just do it for free because i don't have a fucking life because <laughs> i love it but yeah so she was just saying like and it was one of those things where it's like well i mean i feel like we've all done that like if it was a friend that you know really well and your boyfriend or whoever doesn't really like it'd be shitty for someone to sit there on their phone the whole time. But if you're all close friends and you're just hanging out at the Carlisle. The spy was saying that when they were out, Megan was just hogging the conversation. Harry was on his phone. He didn't care. He was done with her talking. And I was like, or was she telling a story and he was pulling up something on his phone to show them? Yeah. And they just didn't include that part. Yeah. Because that doesn't make it sound fun. I am not a Meghan Markle fan. I have to say like I do think she's kind of like uh, a Megan Fox in a way that's like a I love fame Mm -hmm. like she does seem like a fame grabber but I I have to say the way the news like hates on Meghan Markle I just don't understand like Chrissy Teigen brings it upon herself she's another one that people are constantly like Chrissy Teigen shut the fuck up but she does it to herself she posts the most ridiculous shit but I'm like you're having a spy out to dinner saying Meghan Markle is annoying everyone at the table and you can't even hear the conversation yeah you can just see that she's talking but like it would be very different if you could hear the whole thing like yeah that's obnoxious that's really annoying yeah, I just don't... Um, it's like trying to find something wrong with her, basically. Yeah, and I just wonder why everyone... Or why specifically, like, the news hates her so much, even in America. Yeah. I guess the New York Post just kind of sucks, too. Yeah. Maybe they're racist, but, like, it feels just so unnecessary to, like, keep yeah harping on her. Yeah, just leave her alone. That is, like, why I would never want to be famous. As a woman, you get to a point, a certain level of success, and people just don't like you. Yeah. It's just the way it is. Like when you're trying, they're like, yeah, good for her. Like, boss, babe. And then when you make it, it's like, well, fuck that bitch. You're like, yeah. all right, well. It's like you can only ride a wave for so long. Like pretty, it's like Lizzo was like, Lizzo is amazing. Lizzo is perfect. And then she went on one juice cleanse and everyone's like, fuck Lizzo. Yeah. She went on juice cleanse for three days. Yeah. Relax. Like She's fine. It's yeah. Okay. You can get canceled as a woman for just being a woman. They will find something to cancel you on. Yeah. Which and you have to be 10 times more careful because of things that people will dig up or just anything where it's just like if it's taken the wrong way, it's going to be taken the wrong way. I had someone on Twitter pull up a photo of that photo I posted with Ron Jeremy like four years ago. Mm-hmm. They're like, wow, Hannah, this didn't age well. I'm like, first of all, you went back like three years, four years on my Twitter. How long did that take you? Yeah. Exactly. And also like, I'm sorry, you're trying to cancel me with this photo with Ron Jeremy four years ago before he had any charges against him. Yeah. How is that? And I'm not even your fault. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. It was like, what is this? I mean, granted, nothing happened and I'm not famous, but I was just like, this is just someone who literally went back three years into my Twitter and found a photo with a guy who it turned out two years later that he had raped all these women, which I had obviously had no idea about. Wouldn't have really just jumped into the photo if you're like, hey, man, (laughs) hey, piece of shit. Let's get in on this. Yeah, so I also, like, don't know Ron Jeremy, you know, Um, except for the fact I asked him to do this podcast when I first started, and his manager said yes, and then he couldn't because he went to jail. Too bad, right? So bad. Should have started a month earlier. Anyway, back to your point about um, when you go on dates, seeing other first dates. Mm -hmm. My first date at lunch. Yeah. I hate the initial of dating apps. I hate the initial, hey, 
I, I was like, I'm pretty sure it's him, but he was wearing sunglasses and it was from behind. Oh, yeah. But people were watching and I was like, I don't want people to know this is an online date. Like yeah. there was just like something so humiliating about that. It is one of those things too. It's an anxiety thing where you think everyone's paying attention and like judging and no one gives. It's New York. No one gives a fuck about you at all. No I'm going to say though, when I see first dates, I love eavesdropping because I'm like, how's it going? Same. But that's what I mean. So I feel this pressure. I have an audience. Yeah. But like, it's really more of a body language thing. No one can really ever hear what you're saying. So you're more just seeing how like people interact. My whole thing is I'm always watching. I'm like, okay, are both phones out on the table? That's not a good sign. Is somebody on their phone? Really bad sign. And you can always tell if there's like a little bit of awkwardness, but it's still going well. I'm like, well, that's what I would expect. Like, good for you guys. It's happening. So it's only like funny to me when you can tell it's just going so badly or if one person is making it go badly. Like if one person's really trying and like, trying to be engaging and all that and the other person just being a rude asshole like on their phone or just like totally you can just tell they're not into it and they're not making any effort to hide it that's when you're like oh that sucks but let's watch yeah I the other thing I love to do is guess what date they're on yeah one time at work we had like a team dinner and we were watching this couple and we were like it's either like a third date or they've been dating for a year because they've just like seemed so happy and excited but Either is new or they're just like very in love. And so we went up. <laughs> My boss went up to the table afterwards and was like, we all got to know what date is this? <laughs> Amazing. And it was the fourth date, I think. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. I've had that happen at a comedy show, actually, where we were sitting front row and it was Ryan and I. And we had been dating for like a year or two at that point. And then a few tables down from us was another date. And I forget who it was that was giving them shit, but... Was like looking at them. It's like, hey, like, so you guys like you're on a date, right? They're like, yeah. And he's like, are you fucking yet? And they just like started laughing. They're like, oh, like not going to say anything. And then he looks over at Ryan and I and Ryan's got like we're leaned back. Ryan's got his arm around the back of my chair or something. And he just looks. He's like, see these two. These two are fucking. What date was this? No, he and I, Ryan and I have been together for like probably a year. So he was right. (laughs) But it was just like one of those things where it's like, yeah, people can tell when it's very awkward and uncomfortable. Also, comedy show on a first date, probably not your best move. You know, it's crazy. My college boyfriend, because I told him I wanted to do comedy. He took me to a stand up show on our first date. I had never done comedy before. Did you like it? Or was it more for your purposes where you're like, okay, let me see this? Well, I didn't know if I wanted to do stand up. I was like doing improv at the time. Anyway, I bet he regrets that one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's like... It's not a good move. Like, comedy shows are really fun when you know each other's sense of humor and you, like, know that you're both going to enjoy it. But it's not a getting-to-know-you activity. Well, we sat in the front, too, because it's like... It, a lot of times on dates, what happens is, like, people are like, what should I do for this date? And it's like, oh, go to a comedy show. And they don't really go to comedy shows. So yeah. they're like, oh, this is a good idea for a date. That's a fun date idea. But it's a bad date idea. Very bad idea. Because then they always get sat in the front. And the reason... there's just two of you. There's two of you. And since it's you don't really go to comedy shows, you don't know that you're going to get picked on. Yeah. Of course you are. I just did a show the other night. And it was like a couple. And it was their third date. They met on Raya. (laughs) But it was funny because me and the girl, like, we have the same, like, coloring, like... If you were drunk enough, we could look alike. Yeah. So I was like, so if it doesn't go well, then I could match with this guy. It's funny because the guy always laughs more than the girl because he wants to seem like a nice guy. Yeah. And like (laughs) easy. See, the thing is, though, I feel like the guy laughs a lot because he wants to seem like nice and like, yeah, this was a good idea of mine. And I feel like the girls sometimes laugh unless they really are not fun. Then they just laugh because they don't want to seem like uptight, even though they might be like mortified. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's also like on a first date, like 
what if you do have herpes and you're like oh fuck i don't want to laugh at this <laughs> oh shit it's getting way close to home yeah well, exactly then, again opposite end of the spe- spectrum you have to laugh really hard because you're like ha ah, what a great joke yeah huh, huh, never heard of that before <laughs> <laughs> i gotta go to the bathroom <laughs> and then they limp away <laughs> just a quick little waddle um yeah comedy shows i do love first date comedy shows because it is it's just very easy I mean, for you it's great as a comedian it is so you're like thank god we have this loser couple in the front because if i'm dying up here you're the target. Yeah. <laughs> Get ready. <laughs> and thanks. I know. I, I do love, I do think a date to a comedy show is a good idea. Specifically mine, um, October 13th at The Stand. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Bring a date. But, I mean, that's an expensive date, honestly. It is. But. Wishing them well. I'm sure the rest of that night went without a, went off without a hitch, so. Yeah. Or he that guy was like, after I'm like, I went to rehab, I got herpes. That guy was like. Yeah, I'm going to marry this girl. <laughs> I'm going to marry my date. this one down immediately. <laughs> That's the other option out there. I, it's funny. I was talking to my guy friend the other day, and he was saying that he told me about a date he went on. Um, maybe this is all guys or just guys who are comedians who I hang out with. <laughs> so maybe it's a me thing now that I'm thinking of it all. Now you're talking it through. Yeah. yeah um, they'll just like go out with really hot girls. They'll mm-hmm. just try to go out with the hottest girl. And then they'll tell me about their dates they go on. And, like, the girls will be absurd. Yeah. And she said on a first date, on the first date, like, I just want to let you know that I have really expensive taste. And I love shopping. And if I'm going to go buy a $500 purse, I need you to support me in that financially. So he needs to buy it or just be like? No, he needs to buy it. Oh, no. Obviously, I was hanging out with them so they couldn't afford it. But (laughs) I was like... Okay, sometimes I'm like, I'm so awkward on dates. I feel awkward. It's like, not. Yeah. I can't get the, it's kind of like stand up. I'm like, I'm not killing right now. Like, I, I don't have them, you know, I got to get them. Yeah. But then I hear shit like that. And I'm like, how do I not get more callbacks? Because yeah. like some girls say some crazy shit on dates. Mm-hmm. I don't think I really get to a third date that often. I mean, I don't think those girls do either. Or they just meet someone with such low self-esteem that they're like, yeah, babe, whatever you want. Just because that guy is so desperate to have a girlfriend that he's like, I'll deal with this crazy ass bitch. It's fine. Oh, shit. Are we? Wait, is it 645? Mm-hmm. What time is our reservation? 645. Oh, we got to go. We'll, well, we'll see if this lunch date, we'll see if it goes anywhere. Yeah. But if not. Also fine. Also, don't worry about it. If you're listening to this, I doubt you made it this far, but don't worry about it. Um... Anyway, we have a dinner reservation, so let's, so, so yeah, leave a review, um, bye. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. 
Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.